the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is exactly that. Eight minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for joining us as hour number two gets underway. It's the Wednesday, the 20th morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. So the invasion of the southern border continues unabated, and as a matter of fact, aided rather than abated. Uh, Joe Biden continues to do nothing. He has assigned uh, Kamala Harris to be the border czar. She refuses to address the issue. She refuses to visit the border. She refuses to consult with Border Patrol agents and with others down there who are responsible for protecting the sovereignty of this country. So what do we have left? We have the largest migrant caravan assembling now down in the Central Triangle countries, and they are on their way. Some say as many as 40, some say 60, some say maybe 80,000 strong. They're gathering by about a 1,000 a day. Are we going to allow that massive, massive influx of humanity to come across our border without putting up any resistance whatsoever? It's literally the difference between sovereignty and being a flop house where we literally just allow anybody who wants to come in to come in and put their stuff down and sleep and stay as long as they want without any repercussions whatsoever. Joining us now is one of the men who is helping to fight this by making public uh, or making the public aware of these dangers at the Center for Immigration Studies. Mark Krikorian, back with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Mark, so good to have you. I'm glad to know that you're in town or in Ohio, and uh, thanks for coming on. How are you this morning? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you. I'm, I want to play something for you before we get started on the actual caravan that's on its way. And I want to talk to you about uh, the return to the Remain in Mexico policy that Joe Biden is being forced into, which, of course, was a Trump accomplishment. But I want to start, if I can, Mark Krikorian, with a little clip here of the nomination hearings uh, yesterday, the uh, confirmation hearings, rather, not nomination, confirmation hearings for Joe Biden's hand-picked commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection. 
Um, this man is a a well-known open borders advocate and a well-known pro-sanctuary city advocate being questioned about uh, the crisis at the border. I want to listen, want you to listen to this in response. Uh, Mr. Magnus, uh, I'd like to start off with a yes or no question. Do you believe we have a crisis at the southern border, yes or no? Senator, I, I'm not sure, does it really matter whether we call it a, a major challenge, a crisis, a, a big problem? I, I think we... I think it speaks to a level of, of, of urgency and seriousness of purpose and uh, an understanding of the gravity of the situation. I mean, uh, presumably one would uh, answer the call to serve in this position because you understand the importance at this moment in history of being commissioner of CBP. So. Um, uh, do we have a crisis at the border? Yes or no? Senator, let me assure you that no one uh, believes there is greater urgency to this matter than I do. So what I want to ask you, Mark Krikorian, is if Chris Magnus cannot say the word crisis, and neither can Joe Biden, neither will Jen Psaki, neither will Kamala Harris, none of them will acknowledge the emergency nor the crisis at the border, how can he lead the Customs and Border Protection uh, Agency? Well, wow, that's a good question. I mean, uh, maybe the more basic question is how can this administration, how can this president be in the Oval Office and, um, you know, deal with the emergency we're dealing at the southern border? In other words, the CBP commissioner, uh, who's or going to be, you know, the, the nominee for CBP, he's just parroting what the administration is telling him to do. That's why he's not calling it a crisis. Obviously, it's a crisis. Um, in fact, the Washington Post just got some data. Uh, uh, today they published that the um, fiscal year numbers now, the apprehension numbers of illegal aliens by the Border Patrol, is at a, the highest level it's been since the 80s. It's really the highest level ever at 1.7 million arrests. And a lot of those people are not just Mexicans that just keep trying over and over again. Some of them are. But a lot of them are people who this administration is just letting into the United States. So the root cause of this is in the Oval Office. And, you know, uh, this, this guy in charge of, uh, who's going to be in charge of CBP is really just a symptom. In other words, anybody that this administration nominated would be saying the same kinds of things. You know, I don't disagree, and you're right, he is totally parroting. I'm sure he was given instructions by the president or the president's team. Right. When you get up there, do not address this as a crisis. Do not let everybody know uh, the seriousness of this. Just let everybody kind of continue to la-la-la their way along through this, which is exactly what's happening. Now, I ask you again about uh, Chris Magnus's history. He has a history of be, uh, of stating very, very vocally that, uh, that he supports sanctuary city status uh, and that he supports essentially open borders that we should not necessarily actually have a southern border, that it ought to be fluid. Again, how can somebody be in charge of a border that he doesn't want to exist? Well, it's a good question. Um, You know, the way these, uh, the people in this administration, again, I mean, they picked him because he's consistent and simpatico with the way they view the border, which is not so much that it shouldn't exist, but that it's basically just a line that demarcates who fills the potholes on one side versus the other. That other than that, it doesn't really have any meaning. And anyone, and this is the perspective of all the guys in this administration, anyone who walks up to the border basically has a right to come in. In other words, that we have no right to say no 
because especially if they're coming from countries outside Mexico, you know, from Central America or even from the Middle East we're getting people now from, sure. that the very fact they went through all of that takes away our right to turn them away. And, yeah, exactly. How could a person like that be in charge of border enforcement? But, you know, how could a person like that be in charge of the administration in general? So the real question is, Mark, and, and, and I don't know how much influence CIS has or tries to have with, um, uh, you know, with our legislators. I would hope a lot is, will Republican senators stand up to this? I know that if the shoe were on the, on the other foot, because we saw un- unprecedented obstruction for obviously qualified nominees, um, uh, for w- when President Trump was in power, uh, for all kinds of things, cabinet level positions, uh, and beyond. And Democrats fought just because Donald Trump chose those individuals, regardless of their qualifications. Will the Republicans in the Senate just rubber stamp this guy, despite his obvious lack of qualifications and, moreover, his lack of conviction to do to do the job for which he has been nominated? That's a good question. Um, I'd say I hope not. And I think because of the emergency we're facing at the border, the odds are better than they would be otherwise that these, the Republican senators are going to get a little backbone. Um, now, the problem, of course, is, you know, uh, all they need is one to get a guy like this confirmed. And I think one of the reasons the administration has put it off so long is that they haven't, they've been worried about whether they can get this guy passed. So um, I can't predict, but there's no question that some more more Republican senators are going to have a little bit of backbone on this than they would have had, you know, several months ago, because things what, are just what, getting worse and worse at the border. What kind of a role do you and the team at CIS play in any of that? Do you have conversations, discussions? Do you have somebody talking to these senators on uh, on behalf of the people? Well, I mean, they talk to us, you know, they come to us for information all the time, but we are a think tank. And the groups, the citizen groups that are sort of more directly involved Right. in advocacy and lobbying are groups like Numbers USA and FAIR, which I'm sure you're familiar with them. And Absolutely. they do a good job of that. Our job is more providing information and analysis. Yeah, and I think the last time we spoke, it was through FAIR, as a matter of fact, with their Holding Their Feet to the yeah. Fire event uh, the year before. Um, so let's talk about uh, the, the Romanian Mexico policy. We're talking with Mark Krikorian of uh, Citizen, or Center for Immigration Studies. Um, this is something, obviously, that President Trump negotiated with Mexican leadership when he was president. It's, it led to a massive decrease in the number of illegals trying to cross the border uh, and claim asylum. Even in, you know, And we can talk about that, too. Uh, claiming asylum is supposed to be when you are seeking refuge from uh, political uh, persecution, not just you know looking for a better economic opportunity. And the the idea of country shopping has just been something that is just, in my my view, outrageous. If you are escaping persecution of any kind in any one of the northern triangle of countries, and you make it into Mexico, you have found your refuge. You have found asylum from whatever was plaguing you in your home country. You don't get to say, yeah, but this place isn't as nice as the one to the north. I'm going to country shop and go up there. That's a huge problem for me. And President Trump responded to it by saying, nah, if you want to claim asylum to try to come here, you wait there in Mexico. Why? Because they let you come through while we, uh, uh, you know, work our way through this massive backlog of people claiming such things. And the Trump administration also negotiated some agreements with some of the Central American countries 
that if anybody else from other countries, because there's a lot of people from, you know, beyond Central America pass through your country and make it to our border, that we could send them back to Guatemala, for right. instance, and say that, no, you have to apply for asylum here. I mean, look, asylum is kind of like you're drowning and you're grabbing whatever life preserver is closest. If you're picking and choosing among life preservers, you're not really drowning, are you? You know what I mean? It's, and so, in my opinion, no one who passes through Mexico, who's, you know, not Mexican, should have the right even to apply for asylum. Our response ought to be, and this would require changes in the law, our response ought to be Mexico has an asylum system. There's even, I constantly tweet out the URL of the video that the Mexican asylum agency has about how to apply for asylum in Mexico. And if you didn't do that, then you're obviously just a regular migrant who wants, you know, who just is using asylum as a gimmick to get into the country. That's inexcusable. Trump um, took important steps to crack down. There was more to do, but he made an important start and he stabilized the border. Biden came in, broke it. He reversed everything and he broke what was working and we're seeing the consequences of that which, now. Which led, Mark Kerkorian of uh, Center for Immigration Studies, led to this massive, uh, you know, 16, 20, 22,000 or whatever it is number of mostly Haitians under that bridge in Del Rio, Texas. Had President right, Trump's yeah. order still been in place, those Haitians who came, and you know, most of them didn't come directly from Haiti anyway, they had already established asylum and refuge in uh, South American countries, as we found by the massive cache of, of uh, you know, Chilean identification cards that were discarded as they said we're leaving there and we're coming up through those you know uh, those northern triangle central american countries to get to mexico and to the united states so had that policy yeah. been in place that that massive influx would not have would, would never have made it to our border no it would not have and you know it's important to note that what we saw of all those people under the bridge was just the most kind of noticeable and telegenic uh, part of this flow of people. You know, Fox News had these drone cameras, and they got pictures of that. That's what drove that. There were Haitians, and still are now, coming across the border all kinds of places um, and just turning themselves in and saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm here's the magic asylum words that my smuggler told me to say, and you now have to let me go, and I'm going to hop on a bus to go join my relatives in Miami. Under Trump... It was actually the opposite was happening because what we what Trump tried to do is end this temporary protection status that Haitians and other um, illegal alien groups had, and the result of that was Haitians who were already here, who were illegal immigrants, leaving. They were packing rollerboard suitcases and walking yeah. across the border into Canada because under Trump, Canada was a soft touch. Under Biden, we're the soft touch. That's exactly right. I mentioned a few moments ago, well, you know what? It's 1022, Mark. Let me take my time out here. I want to come back with you. I mentioned this massive caravan that is now being put together. I believe it's in Panama. There was more drone footage of it. I want to talk about what happens when they start making their way up through as well. We'll continue with Mark Krikorian, Center for Immigration Studies, right after this.
Okay, 1025. I've got five good minutes left now with Mark Krikorian from the Center for Immigration Studies. Mark, um, 90,000. I, I guess I undershot it. I said it was somewhere between 40 and 60. Some people have said 80,000. Uh, the report from Fox News, again, drone video of the gathering of the tent cities all coming together in Panama. Uh, for a planned, uh, journey, a sojourn through, uh, you know, Central America, through Mexico, and uh, once again up to the United States border. And why would they not? Why would they not when they saw what happened to the 20,000 or so that were gathered under that bridge just last month? Um, and, and why would there be any stop to this whatsoever? Much, uh, why would there even be a slowdown in this whatsoever when, when around the world the signal has gone out? America is open for the taking. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the Panamanian government is basically screaming for help because Biden's open border policies are basically sucking in migrants from all over the world. They start in South America, often in Ecuador, because it has really loose visa rules, and then they make their way up. Well, if you look at a map, Panama's this little strip of land, and everybody has to go through it if they're going to be going from South America by bus or on foot. To get to our border. Panama's not a big country. It's getting overwhelmed by this. And what they're saying is, you know, give us a break. Uh, because under Trump, we were twisting the arms of a lot of these countries to our south to work with us to limit the flow. We were basically all rowing in the same direction, if you will. In other words, we were trying to reduce the magnet and also trying to get them to stop the flow. Under Biden, the magnet is turned on. It's, you know, it's worth it to take these risks because he will let you go, especially if you have a kid with you. That's a magic ticket to be let go. But we're trying to pressure these countries to stop the flow that we are responsible for creating. By we, I mean the Biden administration. And the question is, why, you know, what grounds do we have to tell Panama or Costa Rica to stop this flow of people when we're the ones who are sucking these people in and giving them the incentive to overwhelm these little countries. But, on but that's exactly the strategy that Kamala Harris is supposed to be employing here, <laughs> is going to the governments of these other countries and looking at the, quote, root causes that draws people up into their countries and then wanting to come through to our countries. Why isn't she down there talking to the, you know, the Panamanians and the Colombians and others to say, hey, don't let this happen. Put up your guard at your own border because we're not putting up a, a wall at ours. Because Kamala Harris has no intention of having anything to do with the border issue. I mean, the White House tried to dump this on her because basically she and the president kind of hate each other and their staffs do. And so they were basically throwing this hot potato into her lap. This was several months ago when they named her border czar. And she said, no, 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 I'm a root causes czar. I'm not border czar. So she went to Guatemala, gave a almost comically inept speech. And the Guatemalan president said, yeah, you know, you guys are the ones who are causing this flow because of your ridiculous policies, fix that and then ask us to work with you because then we would all be working toward the same goal. Now we're working at cross purposes. And honestly, you know, the vice president is almost like the character out of that HBO show beat. You know, she's a comic figure on this. She's, she would honestly just make things worse, which I think is why when the secretary of state and the Homeland security secretary went down to Mexico this was like two weeks ago to talk about these issues. They didn't want the vice president with her. She was up, if you remember, like visiting some bakery in New Jersey 
while the grown-ups were down in Mexico trying to work with the Mexican government. Is that when she was marveling in front of a bunch of 13-year-olds about the craters on the moon? You're going to be Yeah, yeah, well, I think the... they filmed that around then, yeah. <laughs> actors, mind you. The kids were actors. Yeah, exactly. They get actual and, kids to yeah. give the and, right and she's, and she's talking to 13-year-olds like they're four-year-olds. You know, it's like, you're yeah. going to see the big craters on the moon. It's just so comically <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, uh, but, you know, the worst part is, obviously, is she has been tasked with doing something she is, A, wholly uninterested in, and B, wholly unqualified for. Last thing. Um, we the border wall is not you know a panacea. It's not the the be all end all, but it was a massive part of the biggest reduction in crossings that we have seen in decades when President Trump built it. It's one thing for the Biden administration to let a hundred and twenty million dollars worth of panels and steel lay there in the desert going unused. It's another thing now. The the word is that they are going to call for the removal of existing wall. I mean, Mark, I I. I this just has me, my jaw's on my chest. It's one thing to say we're not going to build anymore because we're diametrically opposed to building, you know, uh, constructing things that are barriers. But it's another thing to say, tear these down. We don't have enough Border Patrol agents as it is to watch all of the, you know, 1,700 miles or whatever it is. But let's tear these down where we do have them and, and, and provide even more gaps. Well, in the end, I'm not sure the administration would do that because that's so unbelievably stupid, politically speaking, that I just don't see him doing it. Because they're essentially, the, if they were to do that, they would essentially just be filming a Republican campaign ad. I mean, of taking, taking the wall down. So, you know, it's bad enough, like you said. I went and visited a couple of weeks ago one of the sites where they have thousands of these wall units just stacked up on the ground. Yeah. Um, uh, and they're not building them. But, you know, taking wall down, I still don't I still don't believe that even this administration is that politically inept to do it. But, you know, I may be surprised uh, because they've been, you know, outdoing themselves in policy ineptitude and political kind of tin earness, if that's a word. Well, so you know, Alejandro Mayorkas, who's in charge of the homeland, for crying out loud, literally testified <laughs> about a month ago uh, when asked, why don't you just build the wall, build a barrier to try to cut this down? And he said, "This is, it is the policy and the belief of this administration that barriers and walls are wrong. Now, he made a direct statement like that. That tells me that it's not just we're not going to build anymore. It means we're going to be in the process of removing that which we believe is wrong. So... There it is. We'll see. I hope you're right, and, and and not me. I'm just going by what was said. But I hope you're right that even they are not that un, un, unimaginably stupid uh, to do something like that. Mark Krikorian, please keep up the great work, and please stay in touch with us with the Center for Immigration Studies. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. 1032 News Time Now. Your call's next. AM 1420, The Answer. Because the president is incoherent doesn't mean you have to be. The Bob France Authority, keeping you politically coherent. On AM 1420, The Answer. So I had to uh, just send this during the break to um, to Mark because uh, I couldn't find it in time. The story that I was talking about at the end of the conversation with Mark Kikorian, uh 
is not Biden administration officials, but rather Senate Democrats. This was uh, from yesterday's Epic Times. Senate Democrats' bill shifts Border Patrol funds to remove border wall. President Joe Biden pledged during the 2020 campaign that he would not build another foot of the wall his predecessor began on the U.S. border with Mexico. But Senate Democrats appear to be setting the stage to tear it down, at least in places. Senate Budget Committee Chairman Patrick Leahy made public October 18th nine proposed spending bills, including one for Department of Homeland Security, stating that Customs and Border Protection Agency, or excuse me, stating that regarding the CBP, that provided further that not to exceed $50 million may be transferred to the Department of Interior for mitigation activities, including land acquisition, related to construction of border barriers barriers on federal lands, end quote. That $50 million would be shifted away from a nearly $2 billion congressional, uh, the $2 billion Congress provided uh, on a bipartisan basis during the Trump administration for the construction of a border wall. Senator Richard Shelby, Republican from Alabama, issued a statement two days ago saying the Democrats' bill would also allow Border Patrol funding to be transferred to remove the border wall on public lands. A Republican committee said there is nothing in the language that would limit mitigation from including the removal of the deconstruction of the Trump wall on public lands. Jay Tilton, Leahy's spokesman, on the appropriations panel said that the provision only refers to environmental mitigation efforts. The committee report on the interior funding bill notes that portions of the newly erected wall under Trump have caused permanent destruction of the ecological and cultural resources. Portions of these barriers were built on 625 acres of public land, home to sensitive and protected species of plants and animals, which were transferred to the United States Army from the Department of the Interior. The report further explained that while immediate construction has ceased, the associated disturbance of the barriers themselves, plus associated utility corridors and road networks, disrupt the wildlife movement and habitat, watersheds, and land conservation activities. So through that nonsense, they could theoretically take the wall down because it's it's in within keeping the it's within keeping the uh in the le- legislation of the environmental mitigation efforts so there you have it that's what i was talking to uh, uh to mark recording about it is it is beyond uh, the pale really quite frankly it is it is really beyond the pale there's there's no hiding this anymore there's no hiding this the left and Joe Biden's administration is committed to to the United States being an open door and open border nation. In which case, of course, we literally cease to become a nation. You cannot be a nation unless you have borders. Borders that are protected. Borders that stop people from coming and going as they please. You can't. Like I said, would be a, a, a big, giant flop house where anybody around the world can come on in, stroll across the border, make themselves at home, utilize our resources, utilize our system, utilize our infrastructure, utilize our money, and go back and take it wherever wherever else around, rather than greasing the wheels of the American economy, taking it around the world wherever they want. 
We would literally be a fly. It's impossible to comprehend on that scale. But I'm telling you, friends, you better comp- uh, concentrate on that. You better comprehend that. You better figure it out because it's happening right now. 216-901-0945, Let's go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Charlie again. Hey, Charlie and Westlake, go ahead. Hey, Bob. Thanks go for ahead. taking the call. Mm-hmm. Got me thinking. You know, in four years, we take back the White House and we have the House. We have to pass a law that requires no under-the-table work in America. So these people like Mitt Romney, I don't like Mitt Romney, but he said they'll self-deport. That's the only way we can save this country. It's, it's already against back. the law, Charlie. Yeah, but It's already we, against the law. People, electronic monitoring of employment, it has to be because there's no way to save the country. There's, these are, there'll be seven, eight million new people before 2024. It's what, what do you mean by electronic monitoring? Well, somehow to rid under the table, you have to be able to prove you're an American citizen to work in the United States. That has to be the the only way we can save the country. I well, don't you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't require everybody who works here to be a citizen. Uh, that's just not possible because there are people well, who get green cards to come and work here and to work here legally, uh, and uh, and they do work legally and they do have to pay taxes and so on and so forth. You have students coming in from all over the world to come to our universities and work while they're here as well. So you're never going to just say to get a job you have to be a citizen, uh, and it's already illegal to pay people under the table to pay them cash in order to undercut what the minimum wage is for or the average, uh, you know. Uh, uh, going rate is for for various types of work. So it's already illegal, but the, here the problem is, Charlie, that those who would break the law to come here sure as hell aren't going to obey the law when it comes to, okay, I have to be paid over the table and I have to be paid, uh, you know, you have to take out taxes and Social Security and everything else for my check. Well, if they're already criminals, they're the not going the to gonna care. Anyone uh, who hires someone who's not electronically verified as authentic to be working here the employer would get fined, so therefore no, no. the jobs are well, going to Once again, that's all, that, is also, that, is also, that is also already against the law, but it's changing. And here's the thing, Charlie, it's changing in the other direction. I don't know if you know this, but ICE used to uh, you know, target employers where it was known that they were hiring a bunch of illegal workers, Paying them below minimum wage, uh, undercutting you know uh, uh, the 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 wages and the in the in the workforce for for actual citizens and legal immigrants who are here working, and they used to target employers whether it's you know restaurants and this is not a stereotype this is real but a lot of Mexican restaurants that hire a lot of uh, you know workers from south of the border they're targeted and thirty forty fifty people at a time are arrested and uh, detained and and deported uh, same thing with construction crews same same thing for people that work at nurseries and other things like that. Well, then this could but be now, hold on, hold on. I gotta find, Charlie, got to let me finish the story. That used okay. to be the law. And now, under Biden and under the essentially the defunding of ICE by, by remo- changing the rules, they're not allowed now. They're not allowed to target businesses that hire a lot of illegal aliens. And in fact, just the opposite. If the businesses don't have up to standard wages and up to standard working conditions for the illegals, the businesses can be fined for, for mistreating the illegals. 
So, so not for hiring them, but for not giving them enough of a gold standard of employment to <laughs> to to take well, care of them. So, do you understand how crazy things are right now? It's upside down. How to fix this? Currently, we can't do a thing. They're gonna. They would like ten million a year to come in. They're crazy. They they want this collapse. They want the well, country to collapse. Of course they do. This that's, is this is long world, been. How part do you go to game. one world order unless America yeah. collapses? Yeah. They're well, trying. Well, but you know, we, the, 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 there, there is a globalist. There is a globalist aspect to this. Thanks for the call, Charlie. There is a globalist aspect to this, but for them, uh, you know, the, the Biden administration right now, it's literally about changing the face of the American electorate, taking what is minority and making it majority. Literally. That is the goal here. And you can't do that just by birth rates, although that's a big part of it. But you've got to do it by just bringing in scores of people. And then in the quiet and the dark of night, spiriting them throughout the country so they're not just in the border states, but they're in all 50 states. And that's exactly what they're doing. By the plane load, for crying out loud. And that's why they're allowing tens of thousands in migrant caravans to come across at the same time. So you say, how do we stop it? I mean, we don't want to stop it. At least by we, I mean the American federal government right now. They're not looking for a way to stop it. They're looking for a way to pick up the pace to advance it. I I discovered that ICE story last week, and I could probably find it during the next break. But literally, ICE is being repurposed. And rather than raiding places that are hiring illegals, they're raiding places to make sure that they're taking good care of the illegals to make sure that their working conditions are good and safe and that their wages are solid. And, uh, and, and again, just essentially sending messages throughout many of, pe- many of the people in the third world, if you will, to some of those countries in Central and Latin America that, oh, my gosh, the Americans not only now let you stay, they make sure that you have great jobs with great benefits and great uh, wages and great working conditions and you don't have to worry about doing the tough stuff. It's it's incomprehensible, but it's truth. I'll find that story, as I said, and share it with you. Uh, let's go to um, John in Chardon. John, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob. I'd like yes, to sir. shift gears here and direct your and the listeners' attention to a recent weekly column by Bill O'Reilly called The Steel. In it, he chronicles the details of the election fraud in the last uh, uh, national election which includes some new information that they didn't know know about before and uh, to subvert our election process. You got something for me here, John? I don't know what you're trying to say. You said you wanted to call my attention to a Bill O'Reilly article. I didn't read it, so I have no idea what you want me to say. Well, perhaps I could forward it on to you, you know, send it to to Marcy, and you can see it for yourself. All right, yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, John. I mean, people, if you're going to call me to talk about something, you've got to fill me in with the information on what you want to talk about. If I haven't read it, I'm, I'm useless to you here, okay? Let's let's think before we call. Uh, like, let's take a time out here. I'm going to find that article, and I'll share that with you on the other side on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 10.53, we continue. Uh, I'm, I'm looking and I'm searching for the story that I did a few weeks ago. 
about uh, about defunding ICE. Essentially, it's defunding ICE through uh, hams, handcuffing them and hamstringing them. I guess you can combine those two things and handcuff somebody. Anyway, uh, stopping ICE from investigating massive numbers of illegals hired at various locations and and uh, and deporting them. Essentially, saying if they're not committing crimes other than working illegally, then you have to leave them alone. And as a matter of fact, if you do discover um, employers who are mistreating illegal aliens by not paying them fair wages and not giving them uh, the proper working conditions, then the business can be fined, not for hiring illegals, but for mistreating the illegals that they hired. It's upside down, and it's so dangerous. There was uh, an article written in, uh, let's see, this was from NPR in February, so it's a good eight, nine months old now. Um, Biden administration limits ICE's ability to arrest and deport certain non-citizens, and these are the ones that I'm talking about. Not only can they not be deported, they must make sure that the... um, uh, that the uh, conditions and the wages are right for them to keep their employment and to be able to make it here in the United States. Tom Holman, who is the former, former acting director of ICE, we've had him on the program several times. Tom Holman wrote uh, an op-ed for uh, The Hill about this in which he literally dest- described what they are doing to ICE as being is being killing Americans. He said, quote, let me be very clear, this memo issued by the director of act, the acting director of uh, homeland security or secretary of homeland security he said this is going to get people killed people will die here are the exact consequences of the memo directive telling ice not to arrest and deport people anyone who entered this country in violation of the law prior to november 1st of 2020 cannot be removed let me state that again cannot be removed can't be deported is protected by the new memo from dhs Even though they violated the law of illegal entry or entered after being deported, which is a felony, they get a pass for at least 100 days and probably forever. The only exceptions are are those involved in terrorism who have agreed to be removed, uh, which is not going to happen. There is no exception for rapists or child predators, murderers, or any other serious criminals. If you look at ICE arrests in 2020, Tom wrote, which were down over 30% because of COVID restrictions, they still arrested 103,603 aliens. Um, The various crimes of which these aliens had been convicted of included 1,800 homicides, 1,600 kidnappings, 3,800 robberies, 37,000 assaults, and over 10,000 sex crimes. As of January 20th of this year, when Joe Biden took over, those aliens will no longer be removed. They and their violent crime propensity gets to stay in the United States. So when people say, ah, legal immigration, it's harmless, it's a harmless crime, it's not even really a crime, people just want to come here and have a better life, it's no big deal. Really? Tell that to the hundreds of thousands of victims of illegal alien violent crime Every single year in this country. Tell that to them that it's a harmless, victimless crime. All right. Uh, Matthew's in Medina. Matthew, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. We'll squeeze you in here before the Thank top you, of the Bob. Hour. Go ahead, sir. Uh, what I got to say won't take long. Okay. The, there's a thing down in Washington that's being swept under the rug. And I'm talking about the 13 million, uh, the, the 13 uh, Marines that were killed in Afghanistan. 
Nothing's being said about it. I called these two phony baloney senators from Ohio, Brown and uh, Portman, and I called them four weeks ago, and I want them to give me an accountability of what's being done to charge these people with this crime. Not a word said yet. And who, do you, who, blood, who do you want to see charged, Matthew? I want to see this president charged. Well, that's not going to happen. You know that as well as I do. Uh, oh, what about okay. what about the commanders? Huh? What about the military commanders who who butchered the uh, the entire affair? Uh, I don't care about that part. What I care about is this incompetent boob that didn't know what the hell. You know, have you ever been to a a military burial? Uh, no, you asked me that a couple of weeks ago, and I talked about going to Arlington, but not a specific military burial, no. Well, I, you look into the eyes of the mothers and fathers of the soldier that was yeah. killed, and no, these you... people are about ready to burst out in tears. And these people in Washington don't give one damn iota about anything. Well, and remember remember what the response was, my friend. Remember what the response was to the killing of those 13 American service members in Afghanistan. The response was to uh, drone strike an innocent group of people, 10 civilians, and I think seven were children, and then claim that they were two ISIS leaders and two, uh, two um, Taliban uh, leaders. That's what, Thank you for the call. God bless. That's what they did. Because the, the, the killers weren't biden and the generals who botched this whole thing the killers were the isis terrorists and we got them even though we didn't get them because we got a bunch of innocent people that was their response thanks everybody for a great conversation today we'll see you tomorrow bye-bye three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com